Whoa, Morty. I'm here to talk about one of our great sponsors for the show. Oh, geez. Who, who is it? Uh, well, it's Revenge Lover. Oh, yeah. Revenge Lover. Check out for samples and inquiries. Go to www.revengelover.com. And she's got everything. She's got uh, she's got stuff for portfolios. You, you could totally, totally check it out. Oh, geez. And I also heard, Rick, that... Uh, that if you, uh, you know, mention you heard it on uh, the 4 Eye Radio Network or any one of our podcasts, uh, you get like, you know, 10% off of your first purchase. Oh, Morty, you're so right. Uh, so anyway, so everyone, go back to revengelover.com. Check it out. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, man, it's it's like bitching. Definitely, definitely check it out. All right, Morty, we're out. We, we got to get ready for our... <laughs> Ooh, Morty, we're back. Uh, or sort of back. You know what I mean. Anyways, this is episode two. Episode two. Oh, yeah, geez, one. This was a, this was a pretty crazy adventure. You mean crazy second adventure. Ooh. As far as the audience knows. I mean, technically, then we did do, you know, spoiler alert, my, Morty's mind blowers. And then we showed you a bunch of stuff that people didn't see. What? what? Mor- Morty... Uh, how come I don't remember this, Rick? Uh, we're not going to get into that, because I incepted it into your dreams. Ooh, that's right. La, this is the second episode. Uh, uh, Scary Terry's on it. Uh, really, really, really crazy adventure. Uh, 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 yeah, this was, like, this was like the second one out of the gate, dog. It, it, it was nuts. Yeah, that's right, Morty. It was a pretty, pretty crazy, crazy... Uh, experience so uh i'm I'm sure these uh uh, these wonderful listeners uh, don't want me to keep jibber jabbering on around here so uh uh, we're gonna get out of here morty and i hope you guys enjoy the show uh yeah oh okay we'll we'll see you we'll see you after the show Hello and welcome to another episode of uh, Podcast C. Let's try that again. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcast C 137. I'm your host, Steve-O, and that is right. I am by myself this week again, but that's all right. We're going to talk. We're going to jump into uh, uh, episode two of season one uh, titled Lawnmower Dog. Uh, I realize I probably should have done this with the last episode, but, uh, eh, you know, uh, I didn't hear any, I, did, I heard one feedback so far, and they said it was pretty good, so, and since that's the only feedback I heard, which is fine, because I'm going to keep that as 100% right now for me, because I uh, hate to see what happens when other people actually do chime in and go, this is garbage, because they are probably right. But enough self-loathing for now. Uh, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, we all know me, I'm 
like a thing. But uh, Lawnmower Dog, it actually uh, premiered on uh, December 9th of 2013. But that is the episode we'll be talking about on uh, this week's uh, bi-weekly podcast, I should say. I know this one's a little late. Um, sorry about that. I uh, got really busy this weekend. But anyways, so of course, if you're looking to find this podcast and other great podcasts on this show, uh, you can go to 4iradio.com, Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Mirror Guide, Double Twist, YouTube, Swell Radio, Player FM, Google Play Music, Google Podcast App, Spotify, and Podchaser. Also, if you want to help support the show, you should go to 4iradio.com, click on that Amazon banner, and shop like you normally do. We'll get a little taste if you do. And, of course, if you want to follow me on the Snapchats, or not Snapchats, I should say Instagram, I'm not on Snapchat, my bad, um, uh, you can find me at, uh, on this one, you can look for um, Rick and Morty Podcast C137 is the entire uh, thing. Uh, and then, uh, also don't forget to find us on the Facebook page is Facebook backslash podcast C one thirty seven, And then the Twitter is at real podcast C one thirty seven. So go ahead and check us out and, uh, follow us if you'd like. I'm hopefully be posting a lot of good stuff. A lot of people seem to be into it. Uh, so that's fun. I, I will hope to do some videos, a little Snapchat video, or I keep saying Snapchat. I don't know why I keep saying Snapchat. This is really bizarre. I'm going to have this conversation with you guys, and I apologize right off the bat. But yeah, I'm saying Snapchat, which is bizarre because I don't even use Snapchat. Like, I have a Snapchat handle, but I don't use it. It confuses me. I I'm, I'm think I'm too old for Snapchat. I'm starting to believe, actually, I'm starting to believe a lot of people are too old for Snapchat, but that's just my opinion. Um, you know what I mean. Anyways, again, this is why Steve shouldn't be allowed to ramble. Um... But uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, anyways, back to the, the actual show. Uh, uh, how, I hope everyone had a good... Uh, enjoyed the first episode. If you listened to it, if you didn't listen to it, um, hopefully everything's okay. Um, like, might not be up your alley. But we do need likes on the Facebook page, so please check it out. Check out all the, the Instagram and the Twitter. Um, I guess you could search for a Snapchat, but I won't be on it. It might be somebody else. Um, that might be interesting. That'd be creepy. You may find some bizarre, some bizarre stuff out there, kids. So be safe. Very safe when you're surfing on that interwebs. Some dark, dark shit. And it only is going to get darker. Um, but yes, this is episode two of season one. Um, this is a crazy episode. Um, this is a uh, definitely two, um, two different storylines are going on, but they, all, they do intertwine and they do come back at the end. So, um, which most of the, most of the stories in Rick and Morty, um, seem to, seem to do that. Um, so, um, it, it's a very interesting episode. There's actually a lot of, um, voice actors in this one. Uh, we'll go through the list. Of course, you have, uh, Justin Rowland as the voice of Rick Sanchez and also Morty Smith. And you have Chris Parnell as Jerry Smith, Spencer Graham, uh, Summer Smith, uh, Sarah Chalk, uh, Beth Smith, um, then you also have Jesse Har- uh, Harnell. Um, he is actually the voice of Scary Terry. Um, his voice might, his uh, name might not sound familiar unless you're big into voice acting as I am. You just, you just love that stuff. Um, he was actually the voice of uh, Wacko on Animaniacs. He was also um, one of the Almighty Tallest in Invader Zim. Uh, he has a huge, huge body of work. Um, also joining him. Uh, is Phil uh, Hendry. He actually was Scary Glenn, uh, the professor at the end. No, yeah, the very end of the episode, which um, 
We'll talk about that. Um, that I think this was the first episode that had that at the end of it. There was a little teaser thing at the end to kind of get you go, oh, okay, we're going to, you know, there's do a little bit more. Um, you also have um, Maurice, uh, Maurice Lamar. Um, he was the voice of Scary's, uh, Scary Teacher. He was the first professor in the class. Um, also, you have Rob Paulson, who's the voice of Snuffles, a.k.a. Snow, uh, uh, Snowball in um, – in this episode, um, this is actually really funny about this episode. This is the first episode that introduces the character Snowball uh, or uh, Snuffles, as his uh, that's that is my slave name. Um, uh, they introduce this dog, and you're like, oh, the the Smiths, the Smith family has a dog, and then they immediately abandon the idea, but not like in a bad way. Like I thought it was very creative what they did with this episode. A lot of like all their episodes are very, you know, well thought out and well planned and they know how to let's face it, they just know they they know how to put together an episode. It's amazing. Like they're so and I'm not just saying like Rick and Morty is like like, you know, oh, it's the best written show in the world or whatnot. I mean, there's just so many different shows out there that just did such a good job with writing and putting things together and things like that. And even just like kind of some of uh, I don't I wouldn't even want to throw them uh, say they're like throwaway jokes but they're jokes that you're just like oh like why didn't I see that coming like kind of stuff but um, but it's also really cool because uh, uh, Maurice uh, Lamar he actually voices um, uh, Snowball's accountant at one point and it's really interesting because uh, him and Ram Paulson also did also work on Animaniacs um, as well. Uh, uh, Rob uh, being the voice of Yakko Warner, um, also being the voice of Pinky and Pinky and the Brain, uh, and Maurice, uh, he's uh, you know the voice of Brain. Uh, he was also the Good Feathers. Like he had he, he, shit ton of voices on Futurama. If you if you watch that show, so really really good cast that brought together. So I thought that was kind of cool. They almost had a little bit of like a min- miniature, very miniature um, Animaniacs kind of you know mesh in this episode and whatnot. Um, this is actually interesting. So this is also funny. So we mentioned, uh, Morty has his math teacher, Mr. Goldenfold. Uh, he's voiced by, uh, Brendan, uh, Johnson. Uh, and this man is freaking a genius, uh, when it comes to delivering, uh, Goldenfold's, uh, voices and stuff like that. Uh, quickly jumping back to the first, like, episode with him. He, he's just all like, he's just this in-your-face, like, teacher of just like, get away from the windows! All right, we're going to take a pop quiz. Whoa, too bad. Like, he's just, like, all over the place, and I love it. I still love that episode, too, with him, where he, uh, Morty, is like, in a dream state, and he's t- and uh, he thinks he's playing with Jessica's boobs, and it turns out it's Goldenfold there, Mr. Goldenfold, and he's just all like, Morty, what's going on? Another five minutes, I'm going to get mad. Not my fault this is happening. But just like how he delivers certain lines, so he actually played a, a pretty big, pretty big role in, in 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 episode two as well. So it was just it was just interesting. So without further ado, we'll dive right into it. So I'll give you the little synopsis that they have on the internet, which I think is is funny because it really doesn't like you have to see the episode. Because if I just read you this and you just shut off the podcast, which granted I please don't, but I I honestly will. You know I I completely understand if you're just like this is garbage, but. It just says, Rick helps Jerry out with the dog. That is it. Now let's dive into this show. It starts off right off the bat with um, Jerry sitting in the in the living room with uh, Summer, and uh, you get introduced to uh, the dog, which is uh, Snuffles. 
And it's just this adorable little white dog and everything like that. And, you know, Jerry's all like, what, you want to go out? Do you not, do you not want to go out? You know, opens the screen door, nothing. The dog's like, whatever. Sits back down. And the dog just, like, pees on the floor. He's like, ah, oh, damn it. Morty, oh, what? What What? What does Snuffles do? He peed on the rug. Oh, he, he didn't mean it, Dad. Like, and it's just so funny where it's like, oh, right off the bat, then he's just like, hey, Morty, Morty, we got to go on an adventure. And his dad's like, hey, hey, Rick, would you mind, like, helping me out with this? with this dog he's like oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry jerry i, I thought the whole point of having a-, a dog was to feel superior to something so he's like look if you can't whip up something sciencey for me you know morty's grounding won't be able to go on any adventures for you so he's like oh yeah you know takes off immediately hears some scientific noises comes back out has this fully like built helmet puts it on the dog and he's just like sit stay roll over bathroom dog leaves the room hear the toilet flush and then jerry and summer are like "Ooh, this is gonna be fun so he's like all right i'll leave them to their own devices and takes off so they go into the garage and right off the bat uh rick is like uh oh no we're gonna ins- we're uh, look at this morty i'm gonna i'm gonna incept um i'm gonna basically um, we're these little transmitters go into your uh your your high school teacher's uh, ears, Goldenfold's his math teacher's ears. Basically, Rick's whole plan was like, we're going to incept into Goldenfold, and we're going to make him give you good grades in math. And right off the bat, I love how Morty's all like, <laughs> he's just like, uh, you know, you could have just like, you know, taught me math or whatnot. He's like, no, Morty, school is pointless or whatnot. So it's just like he brushes it off right away. But I just love how Morty was just like, wait, wait we're going to go through all this length so I can get a's in math so you and i can still go on adventures when it would have just been easier to teach me math like kind of thing um which also begs to differ that now the thing about it rick takes morty away from school a lot which does tie into future episodes with a with a little bit of a theory but uh we'll touch upon that uh later but so uh, they go over to Golden Folds. He's sleeping on the couch. He's watching, uh, <laughs> was it Mrs. Pancakes? I think it's the name of the show. You don't know me. And I love it because they, they come into the window and Rick's like, oh shit, I'm a season behind. Spoilers. And like shuts off the, shuts off the TV. So they go ahead, put the device in. I love how he puts it in, uh, Golden Folds ear. He's already on the couch, passed out, flips the switch. Morty's not even, like, laying down comfortably. He just puts it in his ear, hits the switch. Morty hits the ground, and then Rick, like, sits in a beanbag, gets all, like, comfortable, and then, like, flips the switch and then goes in. So I love this one because it opens up with them on, uh, they're on an airplane. He gets to see a little bit of Golden Fold. He's interacting, of course, his dream is with Mrs. Pancakes. And she's all like, I think you've had enough. He's like, you don't know me. <laughs> Mrs. Pancakes. Um, and then all of a sudden, like, Rick's just all like, all right, we're going to, you know, we're going to try to accept his, uh, you know, put this idea in his head that you need good grades in math. But I love how he does it. It's not like the simple thing where he could have easily walked down the aisle, probably sat next to Goldenfold because he's a dream. He wouldn't think anything of it. And you can literally have the conversation with him. But instead, Rick decides to jump out from... <laughs> he likes to jump out from the, uh, uh, the... Off of his seat with Morty. And Morty's got his head wrapped up. And he's got, like, soda bottles on himself. But he makes it look like a bomb. He's just like, all right, we're about to 9-11 this plane. You know, if no one listens. And then all of a sudden, like, Golden Fold, like, boom. He comes, like, to live. Like, he's just all like, nice to meet you. And he throws, like... 
uh, wheat thins at him and stuff, and then Rick's just like, "Oh my god, I, I, I thought, I thought, I thought like a low-paying math teacher would have, it wouldn't have this much control over his dream, Morty." Okay, well, FYI, Morty, uh, just don't don't get shot, okay? Because if you die, if you die in this dream, you die in real life. And he's like, "It's like what?" It's like, "Oh, quit your bitching. It's just like real life, all right? Just don't get shot like you do in real life. You'll be fine." Like, so it cuts back. But then what happens is Rick decides to get the upper hand. Thinks, oh, "Okay, I'm gonna grab Mrs. Pancakes." Be like, hey, I'm going to threaten her, you know, try to say the thing, but, the, uh, you know, try to slow down, you know, like, get Golden Fold, you know, to relax a little bit, then they can finally have this conversation, you know, that Rick basically wants to incept to him. But instead, uh, his uh, his psychic panics, or his psyche panics, and then it just, uh, the everyone on the plane panics, one guy kicks open the door and everyone just flies out. So Rick and Morty have fallen, and they're like, okay, we're going to grab onto Mrs. Pancake, because she has a she has a parachute, and then what I love is, like, Morty, they immediately look down after they grab onto Mrs. Pancake and are slowly drifting, and they look down, and it's like, Golden Floods landed the plane, and he, he picked a, he built a robotic arm that will pick us out of the sky and drop us into a vat of acid so he can have Mrs. Pancake all to himself, and he's just like, precisely, Morty, good analogy there. <laughs> um, so then they, he decides, oh, hey, if I if we put these devices in our ears to incept again, boom, we'll we'll go into Mrs. Pancake's subconscious and they'll buy us a little time because again, just like he keeps making fun of the movie actually Inception throughout the episode, saying like, oh, if it doesn't make sense, then your favorite movie, you know, is you know is garbage basically. And you just everyone's like, oh, okay, yeah, just you know, take it. So I thought that was always funny that he had to keep uh, like, oh, if this doesn't make sense, then this is exactly like your movie that everyone loves, you know, kind of thing. So it's just like, yeah, okay, but you know, it is what it is. That's what I like about Rick and Morty. They they poke fun at like everything, like and and you just have to take it as like a good, you know, ribbing. Like, oh yeah, it's true, you know, they they weren't they weren't wrong in that situation. But anyway, so they get into Mrs. Pancake's dream. And now everything's just nuts. It's like it's a it's like a fetish uh, room going on. There's like these like gnomes in like bondage gear running around, like all these different creatures and shit like that in there. And uh, right off the bat, he's like, "All right," like Morty's like, "I'll just I'll just go talk to Mrs. Pancakes. Everything would be solid." He's like, "No, no, no. We gotta make we gotta make it think like it's her idea, so then she can tell Golden Fold, and then he can you know get us you know back to reality." So it's like, oh, this whole kind of thing. So I love Rick's like, okay, I'm going to go try to blend in or whatnot. And immediately, like, rips off all of his clothes, takes off the screen, and then Morty's, like, just trying to get through people. He's like, oh, no, thanks. He's like, come here, big boy. Oh, no, I'm good and stuff like that. And then he runs in, and it's like this good-looking girl turns around. It turns out to be his sister, Summer. He's just like, oh, God, gross. Like, and he starts panicking, and then everybody else in the dream are like, oh, who, who doesn't like why is there woe in the pleasure chamber? Um, and it's like this centaur comes running out, and you're just like, oh, God, Golden Fold. Deep, dark secrets, huh, buddy? But I love the fact that, like, Rick is, like, trying to tell Morty, like, you know, calm down, it's okay. But then he notices it's summer, and he's just like, oh, my God, what the hell? So then they decide uh, things get heavy again. They decide to knock out the centaur, go into his dreams, and then now you're in like a boiler room and then you start real oh, okay here we go here's the homage to you know freddy krueger and all that kind of stuff and you hear this little girl like singing this song and and then this character comes out scary terry 
He's just, he's basically just the cliche, like they say, they're like, I don't know, Morty, it's kind of like a, a knockoff. Instead of having bl- uh, knives for uh, fingers, he's got miniature swords, you know. Um, oh, he has miniature swords for fingers instead of uh, knives, you know, kind of thing. So that he's just like, Scary Terry, you can rob what you can't hide, bitch, you know. Um, I'm trying to remember how Scary Terry sounded. Like. Even though I just watched the episode, oh, bitch. Oh, no, I'm late for class, bitch. Yeah, that's a little bit there. But, um, yeah, he shows up and he starts telling him, you can, you can run, but you can't hide, bitch. So then Rick's all like, okay, we just got to find another person. We can jump into their dream and then we're out of here. And they do it. They find the little girl, which I love how Rick is just knocking people out, like, left and right with one of those little, like, club things. He's just, like, knocks the girl out. They incept her, go in, and then it's boom. It's in the scary Terry dream still. So then he's just like, all right, it looks like we hit dream bedrock, Morty. Um, and then he pops out again. And then I love how they just, again... Rick is trying to reassure Morty, like, no, we'll get out of this, it's fine. But then Scary Terry shows up, and they're, like, running his fucking, and Rick's just all like, holy crap, he, he, can, he can pass through dreams. We're so screwed. We're so screwed. So, you know, so then they, they keep running from Scary Terry. They're trying to figure it out, and then finally, like, uh, they, get, come, they come to the realization of, like, wait a minute, he keeps telling us we can't run we can run, but we can't hide. He's like, why don't we just do the opposite of that? So it's like, okay. So they get into, they do that, but while this is all going on, this is what I love. This is all happening in the span of like this dream state. So this is just storyline A just going on. And while this is all happening, Snuffles is becoming a little bit more intelligent than they planned on with his, with his helmet. So he has his little helmet in there and he can do a couple of things. And then he's trying to communicate with uh, Jerry and uh, Summer and they're like, you know, oh, I think he says I love lasagna. Oh, I think he he says I love Obama. So then uh, uh, Snuffles goes to the the glass door and he looks out like kind of sign, but then he notices there's a little hatch on his uh, his helmet, so he removes notices batteries. So I love how he goes. And this is the funniest thing. I've never, and I could be completely wrong, never in my entire life have ever put batteries in the lower drawer. So I always thought that was unique because I thought it was like, oh, he's going to pull open the drawers, jump on them, and get to the top drawer. And then you just open the bottom drawer. I'm all like, huh, that was an easier way to do that because <laughs> I would have wasted time and animation him going up, up the drawers or whatnot. But he puts the batteries in, and then when he comes back out, he's got like an arm now. He can talk a little bit, and he's all like, uh, snuffled once to be heard and stuff like that. And he starts like having this little like voice thing. You're like, oh, shit. So then he watches this, like, documentary that's on TV that shows, like, how wolves, these fascinating, like, powerful creatures were, like, breaded down to these, like, domestic little pets. And he's just like, oh, no. So that's all going on. While, while uh, Rick and Morty are in uh, Golden Fold's uh, dream, which I thought was actually kind of interesting because you kind of, they go back and forth enough, you know, to both of the stories, but you almost forget about it. Because it finally comes down to uh, Rick and Morty hide from Scary Terry which I still love the joke with them where they're all like they're, they're running around and everything that and finally they get into the, this car and they sit down. And he's just like, uh, w- w- why are we, why are we doing this again? Uh, uh, so I can get better grades in math class. Oh, right. Okay. Like totally forgot why the fuck we were even going into this man's dreams kind of thing, which I thought was just fucking funny. So they wait for scary Terry he starts getting tired. He heads back to his own house and then you find out scary Terry's got a family. He's got scary, uh, he's got his wife, he's got a baby, he's got, like, all the stuff. Scary Brandon with his, uh, 
was his son too and it's just funny because then he's all like uh, i love when he comes home she's all like oh how was your day get off my back bitch you use that language out there not in here i know i'm sorry and then you're all like oh man he's got like this kind of he's just doing his job he's this scary dude so he has to you know murder people in their dreams and then like i like when uh rick's just like okay we'll wait for them to get it on have some uh scary cord- coitus as he puts it, and then we'll incept Scary Terry. So when they come in, he's just like, he's twitching. They're like, oh, man, I can only imagine. I can only imagine what this guy is dreaming. So they go into his dream, and right off the bat, it's Scary Terry, and he shuts, like, a locker, and he's, like, back to his, like, young age. And he's just like, oh, no, I'm late for class, bitch. Oh, no, I don't have any pants. So he heads off to class, which, like, really makes it just, like, one of those, like, classic, like, dreams. Like, where you're like, oh, for whatever weird reason, I'm back in high school, and I'm naked, and I gotta give a speech? What? Um, even though when you wake up and you're like, I'm in my 30s, why did that happen? And then you question your entire day. <laughs> I made myself laugh on that one. But anyways, so uh, they go in there, and it's like this professor guy. You know, he's just like, what does one say? I'm butchering a lot of these voices, so I apologize. But he's like, what does one say when they're trying to murder somebody in a pumpkin patch? Terry? Um, um, bitch? And he's like, what? Why would you? And everyone starts laughing, but then all of a sudden it's just like, hey, man, leave him alone. And like Rick and Morty in the class, and they're just like, yeah, man, we, we got your back. Who the hell, what does it matter what you say when you kill somebody? Who cares? You know, hey, man, check this out. We got your back. We even got a pair of pants. Aw, bitch. Like, I love that line from him. So then like he wakes up, and, he, and I love when he wakes up, he like gets up, he's just all like, hey, it's you guys. And right off the bat, you can tell the voice actor uh, with Scary Terry is was just phenomenal with that because he drops – he has this like deep kind of uh, – Jesse uh, Harnell does this fantastic job with it where it, you know it's Scary Terry still, but he's not like, bitch. He's just like, oh, hey, like really relaxed, really just mellow, and it's just like, oh, that's kind of – that's fucking chill. Like kind of thing. So I love how they talk to he's Scary Terry. They're all like, oh, man, if you want to help us out, it would be great. So then they keep going back through all the dreams, and they're, like, riding on Scary Terry. And a lot of so he pops up. He's like, oh, he's hated that song. And he slices, like, the little girl in half. She wakes up. Then he sees the centaur. He's all like, these two halves don't belong together. Cuts that one in half. Then he goes to the sex chamber. He's all like, sex is sacred. <laughs> Cuts, uh... uh, her in half. She wakes up, and then they're, like, up in the air, and he turns into a missile, and flies at Golden Foley. He's like, this is because you don't give good, great to Morty in class or something like that. And it's just like, he wakes up. He's like, holy jeez. All I know for one thing, I'm giving Morty straight A's in math. And that is an original thought. So right off the bat, when that ends, you're like, okay, cool. Rick and Morty succeeded on their mission. Everything's good. And then you totally forget that all the shit that's going on with the Smith family with the dogs. So, at this point, Snuffles is in Summer's room in this mechanic mech now. Just like, and, he, and I love how she it, it wakes her up with, Where are my testicles, Summer? Where are my testicles? What the hell? Like, uh, and it's just like the funniest thing where he starts talking about, like, where's all this stuff? And then he talks about how he's like, I want to be called, oh yeah, that is, oh yeah, she calls him Snowball, and he's, or Snuffles. He's like, no, that is not my name. That is my slave name. My name is Snowball because my fur is white and soft. 
And then I love where Jerry walks in. He's just like, okay, um, we're going to go out for our evening walk. And then like Snuffle and the other dogs come in. They all have mechs. So it's like that happens. And I love the fact that Rick and Morty are done with their mission. They're coming back. And you just see all these dogs and mechs outside the Smith family, like constructing stuff, building things. And then he's just like, oh, my God, what's going on? He's like, I don't know. I don't know, Morty. I'm just I might be, uh, you know, kind of spitballing here. But it, it looks like the. The uh, Snuffles became a, a sentient being, uh, didn't like how uh, other dogs were being treated and cruelty, and then uh, has now decided to enslave the, the human race. But it's just a ballpark guess. So I love how they get him down there. Uh, Rick was, honestly, easily enough, he was just going to free the Smith family. He's like, we can just hide out into the sewers until like this whole thing is over with kind of thing. And then uh, Jerry thinks he's got the bright idea of like, oh, I got it. I'll just go inside and... I'm going to pee on all your guns. These are mine now. So next thing you know, everyone's enslaved. The dogs are taking over. They're like conquering Earth, basically. Um, And then what I love is like uh, uh, Snowball's all like, uh, you are the only one that can call me Snuffles, Morty, because you were always nice to me. You will be by my side. And so he keeps Morty as a pet. It's like this kind of like, oh, that's kind of sweet, even though the world's being destroyed and all that fun stuff. And then I love is, they, you see all that shit happening, and I love that uh, when Morty like comes to, like he's he's a pet now, but there's like these two gorgeous women with him. He's all like, "Oh, this is a good life," and everything like that. And then I love how you see a ba- baseball bat comes out of nowhere and knocks out like uh, Morty's like dog butler, which I thought was hilarious. A little bow tie, even his mech was like kind of like in a, a nice little kick ass uh, tuxedo and whatnot. It's very very funny stuff with that. Um, and then uh, Morty's all like, oh, my God, Rick, I thought I thought you were dead. No, Morty, I, I was just playing dead. And then he's uh, he gives him these pills and Morty's like, oh, what are these going to do? He takes him. He's all like, are they going to wake me up? Kind of. They're actually going to make your kidney shut down completely. Oh, man. I love what he's talking about. He's all like, at least I didn't crap myself. He's like, no, 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 Morty, out of everything that happened, you crapping yourself definitely happened. Oh, man, it was everywhere. Oh, some of it got on my hands. A lot of it got on the device. Oh, some fell in my mouth. Oh, out of everything that happened tonight, that was the realest thing that happened, Morty. Oh, man. And I love it. He gives him the pills. He's like, don't even trip, dog. So basically, uh, uh, basically trick uh, Snowball into thinking Morty is dying and it shows uh, like, you know, him wasting, putting all this money into saving his, his, you know, his, his, his human, his, his best friend, his family, you know, he, it's one of those things. You, it's funny. You see that with the, with the, his relations with Morty and you realize a lot of us have that with our pets in general, you know, it's like this kind of stuff. And it's funny because uh, his accountant even says, he's like, sir, this is going to ruin the whole kingdom. It'll destroy everything. He's like, I don't care. We are not them. We are not them. So they save, uh, you know, he wakes up, realizes it's a bad idea. And it's kind of interesting. Instead of like all the dogs just like them, uh, you know, like they have to eradicate them or the dog just goes back to normal. What I mean, well, they kind of like they introduce the dog to you and then just kind of, you know, oh, this is what happened. It's like all the dogs left that universe because they found another universe to go to, which I'm really kind of hoping that universe, since every universe has like C, you know, 137, and there's like, you know, C, D, 49, you know, all these different ones. I'm really hoping that that one is K, uh, K9 uh, for the dogs and everything like that. But uh, I think it was great. I like uh, I like how they had a good ending and, you know, everyone's sad and uh, it's, he's like, I'm going to miss you, you know, Snuffles. And uh, it, it's, it's kind of funny, but I, but it's just like, oh, it was really 
it, you know, it wraps up everything, but you're also just kind of like, oh, that was really like almost kind of poetic at the end where it's all like we didn't have to actually go into war. Uh, they were going to just make this great, you know, uh, uh, dog colony, you know, on a different uh, dimension and stuff, which was just kind of interesting. So, yeah. Um, so it kind of wraps up in this nice, like, heartfelt, like, you know, um, ending with that. And then this is also, I believe, one of the first episodes that it has the ending credit scroll. And at the end, there's a little, uh, almost like Marvel ending kind of thing. So it has a little thing, and it shows... Uh, uh, this new teacher in class for Scary Terry. Um, it's like this hippie. Yeah, sorry. <clears throat> uh, morning. It's like this small, like, hippie-like teacher. He's like, man, you can learn to chill, man. You know, just very relaxed, very cool. Then he goes to the back. You see Scary Terry and, like, Rick back there, like, smoking a joint. And then Rick's just like, this is how you dream, bitch. And it's actually kind of funny that they touched upon that. Like, oh, okay, so Rick still has this relationship with Scary Terry. It's uh, who knows he he might be a character that might come back. He might be one and done. That's what I'm actually noticing with uh, Rick and Morty. Now uh, I think this is going to be the part of the show since we we talked about the episode. Um, well, I talked about the episode. Hopefully, when I have a co-host here, we'll talk about the episode like I did. Maybe not so much more like picking up on things, favorite parts, all that kind of stuff. Which hopefully will be the kind of trend it is. But also at the end of the episode, after a recap. I like to talk about some theories people start having and everything like that. So already the show has started, and there's not much to go off of. Um, and it's not until a certain episode in season one, I believe it's episode uh, episode ten, uh, and we'll get there, um, that you start realizing that Rick and Morty is this really really big world, and there's also this really big backstory. Hopefully. Uh, for all we know, it could just be bullshit because uh, Dan Harmon and Justin Rowland like to fuck with uh, <laughs> like to fuck with us so much, and I think it's fun because it kind of gets you really interactive with things. Like uh, when season three premiered, they l- dropped it on April Fools, and everyone was all like, "Oh, this is holy shit! This is a new episode. This is the new episode of Rick and Morty." Like everyone was just like, "What the fuck?" kind of thing. Um, and then they didn't start their entire season until like July. So they dropped it in, like, April, a couple of months ahead of time, and then we're just like, what the fuck kind of thing. So then everyone just kept sitting there going, like, you know, when's the next season going to start? So uh, that's what I like about this show. It kind of builds up, at least with me, where we kind of can come up with different theories, different ideas, maybe just stuff that we're just all like, oh, this would be kind of – or this would just be kind of cool, you know, come to be. Um, but, yeah, so this actually brings up, like, some questions where uh, – you know, Scary Terry is his character that might come back um, or even even Snowball. You know, I mean, he will have this whole like dog utopia, but who knows? Maybe if uh, uh, something, you know, happens to Morty, maybe uh, maybe he comes into action. We, we don't know. It's just it's just very interesting that I love how they they did this episode so well. It's like just heartwarming of just like, um, no, we're we don't want to enslave the humans. You know, we don't want to make mistakes like they did, and we're gonna we're gonna move on. You know, and stuff like that. But yeah, no, I, 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 episode two was pretty solid coming out of the gates. And such a like what I mean, like I don't want to say like bizarre as in like the concept, but just like how it was delivered, I guess, because you you have these two far uh, removed uh, stories. Uh, Rick and Morty going into dreams, and a sentient being dog, you know, rising to power. Um, honestly, I, when I first saw the episodes, like season one, when they're on Hulu and I rewatched them, I kept thinking like, those are two separate episodes. That's what it kind of felt like when you watch it. It almost, it's like, oh shit. 
and then you rewatch them, or if you're like me, you rewatch them because you have nothing going on, um, and you just, you know, you're just like, this is amazing. Very fantastic, solid show. But yeah, um, but yeah, I think that's going to wrap up this episode, uh, podcast C137. Uh, I want to thank you guys all for listening. Uh, like I said, hopefully. Hopefully I get a guess. I think I'm going to hit some people up on the Facebook. So um, next episode is going to be Anatomy Park. Uh, that's episode three. That's a fun episode. Um, so if you if you're if you really enjoyed uh, Anatomy Park, uh, Rick and Morty or whatnot, uh, just let me know. You can be on the next episode. We'll dish. We'll talk. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to wrap this um, this episode's in the in the bag or something. I don't have a I don't have a so I'm not a closer for this or whatnot. I'm also working on hopefully trying to find a way. To, I'm going to try to shorten the theme music or come up with new theme music. I feel like the intro and outro might be a little long, but uh, until I can actually do that at some point, but so bear with me. So thank you guys all. Sorry I'm rambling. I'll let you get, uh, yeah, I'll let you get on with the rest of your day. So until next time, wubba lubba dub dub, bitch! This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com. Uh, gee, so so what do you think? I, I think episode, uh, you know, two was, it was was pretty good, right, Rick? Oh, John Morty, it was terrible. Like, uh, everyone who's listening to it wouldn't even know. Like, half the crap he had to do. He had to, like, stop and edit. He forgot what he was doing. He totally fucking blanked out. This guy doesn't know how to run a podcast network. He doesn't know how to do shit. Oh, jeez, Rick, you know, we'll cut him some slack, man. Like, you know, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe we just, you know, maybe we should help him out. Morty, you can't even, oh, God, let's, uh, whatever. Enjoy episode two, assholes. Fucking gone. Oh, jeez. Okay, well, um, see you next week. Yeah.